Alrighty, it is Thursday afternoon, and uh, we're getting ready here for another another weekend of gatherings, right? Um, so uh, let's see what's what's going on. Um, uh, yeah, Sunday we got missional communities. Tuesday down on tap. I think we'll be back. We just gotta figure out. Uh, it, it, it might be back. Um, Either that, or we are going to be, uh, you know, maybe putting it on, putting it on hiatus for a bit until uh, it becomes safer. We may go online with it, Zoom or a Facebook room or something. I don't know. Um, I will let you guys know. Um, but yeah, I really think that's kind of it uh, for right now. Um, before we dive in, just want to reiterate again uh, my gratitude for you. I know I say this every week, and I don't know if it falls, you know, I don't know if you guys just ignore it or whatever, and if you do, that's okay, but know uh, you are loved, you are appreciated, your leadership is, um, gosh, it is just, it's fantastic, and I am grateful. So thank you for how you lead, thank you for how you love well, thank you for how you care for Amy and I and our family, um, how you care for uh the the community of saints and uh yeah i I cannot i cannot thank you enough and uh so as uh as i dive in here just remember if there are other questions if there are things that you're kind of like yo and this you know we need we need more of something uh or we need you to address something um in this podcast please let me know please hit me up and uh and we will We'll go from there. So, um, so here's the question. Uh, this week we move into uh, James chapter three, and uh, we're looking at verses one through twelve. And really, uh, it's a it's a straightforward. It's a it's a pretty straightforward passage in in some sense. Um, but it's a passage that is hard and makes us uh, should make you uncomfortable it makes me super uncomfortable and uh, because we epically fail at what this passage is uh, calling us and challenging us to to consider Um, so uh, it goes like this not many of you should become teachers my fellow believers because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself on fire, set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing, my brothers and sisters. This should not be. 
Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. So, um, I think that uh, the fallen condition focus of this passage is that we don't believe our words have power. You know, it, it is said by some, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And uh, that's just not true. Words have power. Words, uh, words matter. Words can bring life or they can destroy. And, uh, and I, don't, I just don't think we take our words strongly enough. And I think that's, I think that's James' point, ultimately, is that, that we, really, we really don't believe that our words have power. And yet, Christ, uh, in this passage, reminds us that our words can give life or death. Uh, the words, words matter. And so the question before us is, will we speak life or death? That's the, that is the simple question. Uh, what comes out of our mouth? Uh, can can bring life to those around us or it can bring death. And so we have to be intentional about being people who uh, who will bring who will bring life. And uh, and James James says, listen, you know using you know the tongue the tongue is a haven for all kinds of evil and it will, infect, stain, corrupt uh, our entire person, our entire body. Uh, The word body in this passage is um, soma, uh, which which really kind of gets to uh, the whole whole of the personhood. So um, verses 1 and 2, James opens by giving a warning to people not to become teachers, right? Uh, This was... uh, uh, this was a role that was sought by a lot of people in the first century. Um, the The position of rabbi teacher uh, was was a paid position, right? I mean, it was one that uh, that people wanted, um, similar to pastor today. I, I don't know if anybody really wants pastor, but. Um, you know, we see we see people becoming pastors who I don't know. Maybe they shouldn't be. Um, we see uh, we see these these issues. Uh, I think pretty pretty loud and clear. Um, and and back then it was it was an even bigger problem uh, because especially in the Christian community. Uh, now all of a sudden, you are beginning to break away from uh, maybe some of the institutional aspects of the of the Jewish community, and so now people are like, "Oh, well, I will be I will be a Christian rabbi. I will be a teacher." And you know, the problem is that James hits here is that. Many who are clamoring for this role didn't have the moral integrity to be in that position, uh, because the reality is, is you if you teach, uh, you are held, you you are held to a more strict standard, uh, because you are leading people towards life or death, and it is it is that big of a deal. Um, 
if our words just in regular the regular day and life uh, of the person uh, can can speak life or blessing, how much more so for the teacher? I think that's what James is getting at here. And, and in verse two, you know, nobody nobody is perfect. Nobody has a perfect rein on their tongue. Uh, we say things we often regret, and these regrets are um, they're significant. Uh, because because our words matter. And I know that I have said a lot of things that I regret. Uh, we all do. I know that I have cursed people. I know that I have said things uh, that are um, wrong and uh, mean-spirited. Shoot, I've, I've experienced that uh, even this week, right? Where uh, some words that have come out of my mouth... Um, are just not honoring to Jesus. And thankfully they were in private. Thankfully they were, uh, you know, not public. I probably have gotten better at that, but it's still it's still the same. It still counts. So even though I wasn't publicly doing that or saying evil things, uh, that was in me and that was coming out of my mouth. And teachers are more susceptible to this problem because you know they make their life living from speaking <laughs> from teaching from talking and uh, so when you speak often you have greater opportunities to sin basically is what james is getting at um so it's it's a lot harder it's a lot harder to keep uh, to keep yourself in check uh, verses three through six uh, are words really that big of a deal mm, you know I mean, sticks and stones break our bones, but words don't hurt, right? Nah. Nah, words matter. He uses three examples from the world. The bit of the horse, the rudder of the ship, and the spark of a fire. Right? I mean, you put a bit in a horse's mouth, and you are able to make that giant animal go where you want it to go. A horse is more powerful than a human being, and yet just a small little thing in its mouth turn, allows you to turn its head and move it and direct it and make it do what you want it to do. That is that is remarkable. Or the power of the rudder of a ship. I don't care how big the ship is, uh, in, in relation to it, the rudder is very small. It is very tiny. And yet has great power to, to, again, turn and control the ship to make it go wherever you want it to go. And then there's the spark. The spark that sets a forest ablaze no control you have no control once that spark is gone once that once that forest fire is set you can't control it and we and we we've seen that right like we get that um this 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 image here of the forest fire uh is so pertinent to us it's so relatable because of what we've seen out west uh this year with the with the forest fires there we've seen how uh how something, something so small as a spark can wreak such great devastation. Such great devastation. And James says that's what our tongue is. Um, right? He, he makes it explicit in, in verse 6. The tongue is a fire. It is a fire. In a world of evil among the parts of the body. Oh, guys. Our words, our words so, so deeply 
shape how we live. It, it, the tongue is so powerful. It, is, it puts on display our innermost being. Whether we want to admit it or not, that is the, that is the God's honest truth. Um, it's just, it just is. You see, I think James is getting at here, I think what James is getting at is that the tongue can undo, can undo our pure religion. Don't believe me? Think about it for a minute. Think, think about, think about people who have done good, but yet their words their words are so ugly. Their words are so ugly. They create so much pain. Even if they do good, we don't see that. All we see is the pain and ugliness. I think James is also getting at um, some, some ways that words uh, you know, create problems uh, in, in the real world. And I think he's... Uh, these poems might have some proverbs in mind, right? I mean, remember, James is, is writing to the Jewish Christian church. What were their scriptures? The Old Testament. If you're speaking about wisdom issues, where are you going to go? Proverbs. Uh, so consider some of these things. Uh, proverbs 10.8. The wise in heart accept commands, but a chattering fool comes to ruin. Uh, you know, just, just mindless chattering uh, we, we don't take our words seriously enough um, or consider uh, Proverbs 10 uh, verse 18 whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool you know remember a fool in Proverbs is, is someone with no you know that has just doesn't have a moral compass right um, so, I mean, lying lips, lying lips and slander conceal hatred. Guys, it's, it's, it's there. Um, you know, this is, this is gossip. Gossip of, of the first order in, in, in chapter 10, verse 18 of Proverbs. Or what about uh, chapter 12? Right? We, get, we look at chapter 12, uh, verse 19 says truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue lasts only a moment now we're getting uh we're you know we're getting to the to the heart of the matter verse 20 deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil and though but those who promote peace have joy i mean <laughs> uh the lord verse 22 the lord detests lying lips but he delights in people who are trustworthy guys lying Lying it just it creates so many problems. Um, it, it roots the deceit is the language of evil, right? Um, Proverbs eighteen twelve we get into arrogant boasting and pridefulness and and again it's just another form of lying. It's another form of um, of not speaking truth. To be one who speaks love is is really to be one who speaks truth. If you are being loving. If you, are, if you are loving well, if you are pursuing the way of love, then you are going to speak truth. You are not going to speak lies. And yet, you know, this is, um, this is, this is the tough part 
it's tough how we live. I mean, consider the consider our own world. Uh, you know, people post thoughtless, evil things on the internet only to have them catch up with them near you know years later, right? We think, oh, it's just it's just nothing. I'm just I'm kidding. It's a joke. Yeah, it hurts, and eventually it catches up to you. Gossip and lies ruin the lives of people. It is so much easier to undo truth than a lie, isn't it? I don't know how many times um, I've had to, you know, I, I, I see something and it fits a narrative in my head and I post it on, on social media and then I have to try to undo it when I find out that it wasn't true. How many of us have walked that path? You know, unintentional, but we do. Um, you know, Charles Spurgeon said in a sermon, and some of this is, is was originally, uh, he's quoting a guy named Jonathan Swift. This oftentimes gets, a, gets credited to Mark Twain, but there's no evidence that Twain said this. Um, Charles Spurgeon said in a sermon in 1855, I think it was, if you want truth to go around the world, you must hire an express train to pull it. But if you want a lie to go around the world, it will fly. It is as light as a feather, and a breath will carry it. It is well said in the old proverb, a lie will go round the world while truth is pulling its boots on. Guys, the tongue is a fire, and it corrupts everything about us. In verses 7 through 8, James um, James illustrates it again um, with the idea, you know, he he contrasts uh, the taming of animals with the taming of the tongue. Animals we can tame, and 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 we don't really have to go back once they're tamed. We don't have to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Um, they tend to be they tend to be tamed. You know, once you train a dog, you know, once you train a dog um, how to go to the bathroom outside, you don't have to keep training it. It learned it, and it's and it's going to move on. The tongue doesn't work that way. We can't tame the tongue, he says. Um, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Uh, it is, the tongue is, uh, it really is the fullest expression of our sin sickness. Uh, verse, verses 9 through 12, uh, James drives his conclusion here home, Right? With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have made in God's likeness. And now he's getting back to the double-mindedness, the dipsychos, right? That we talked about way back in the beginning of this of this study. And he says, it can't be. How can it be? How can praise and cursing come out of the same mouth? This is not the way it should be. This is not the way it should be. But the problem is, when cursing comes out of our mouth, Typically, what it is is that we've dehumanized, we've dehumanized uh, the people. How can we speak evil of those created in God's image? It doesn't matter who they are, right? They've been created in God's image. It doesn't matter who they voted for. They've been created in God's image, and yet we so quickly, we so quickly curse them. If this passage doesn't grab your heart and doesn't 
challenge you and convict you, I don't think you're really paying attention to it. I don't think that you are really letting it in. The more I process this, the more I dwell on this, uh, the heavier my heart gets, and the more I need to turn to grace, the more I realize how much grace I need, uh, because our tongues are so hard to tame. They're so hard to tame, guys. Um, Our words, James argues, display what is inside of us. Fresh water or salt water. So, um, the challenge is simple. How quickly do you get angry and speak curse towards God's image bearers? How quick? How, you know, I think, that's, I think that's the way to take the temperature. I think that's a way to diagnose, to sit in it. What, how have you degraded God's image this week? Um, maybe think back over the course of the last week and just ask yourself that. How are you degrading God's image with your words? Because that is what you are doing when you say mean, hurtful, spiteful, nasty things about others. You are degrading God's image. I am degrading God's image. Man, I hate this question because it hurts. It hurts, cuts deep, hits too close to home. But that's the one. That's the one we got to ask is what we got to wrestle with. That's what we got to wrestle with. How can we, how can we be people who, who speak life? Maybe something in particular to do this week uh, is to send an encouraging text or email uh, or maybe an encouraging phone call to, to someone uh, that, that perhaps you don't like. Someone perhaps that you have degraded, uh, whether in your mind or, or even out loud. Uh, perhaps think through, uh, think about something you appreciate about them and, uh, and communicate that. Uh, so anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I am, th- this passage, it's, it's, it's tough, guys, and it is weighing on me, and uh, I'm, I'm aware ever more so of my own need for grace. Will you speak life or death? That is the question. Um, and what does our consistency look like in it? So uh, that's that's what's up. That's where we're going this week. And uh, yeah, I hope this is helpful as you lead. And um, as I said before, if there's anything else you need uh, in in this podcast, let me know. Uh, send me a message and, and, and I'll add stuff to this if if it will be helpful to you. Um, so I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for all you do and, uh, and continue to love well.